As an artist, my career has been diverse, and to me, it was always about looking around at other art forms. Lyricism is something that I've always respected, and years ago during my rowdy nightlife time as a photographer, I uh, had a photographer friend who introduced me to Matt Kelly. And then I got interested in his, his music and gave it a listen, and it was just powerful. I connected with it. We, you know, did a few articles on him, and then I got to watch him delve into the visual realm and mess with some paint, and it's been eight years or so. <laughs> yeah. But but I found him. He's here on Artist Bebop. I'm happy to have him. How you doing, Matt? Doing pretty good, man. Doing, What's the uh, word? Above average for, for the times that we're in, man, honestly. Um, it's 2020's been a crazy year, but uh, I should be down, but I'm actually up. I feel up, so that's good, and uh, you know, and able to express everything through through these channels of art, uh, uh, you know. So that's a that's a blessing because uh, I was doing other things, like you had mentioned. We were in the nightclubs and whatnot, so all the nefarious activities that go along with that. Being good boys. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Now, now we're on our. our we're on our dad mode now, you know what I mean? So it's, it's a different ball game. I always say that was another life. It doesn't count. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I found is weird is that uh, I've made contact with a few people from back then, and everybody's real solid. Like, you wouldn't think the people that you haven't talked to in eight years, whatever, however long the time have been, everybody's different. But I, t I tap back in with these people, and they're just like right away, like you were, just like, you know, let's go. And I appreciate that because I try real hard to put like really serious content in my music. I take my art very seriously. It's it, like when I go sit down to do it, it's not just, a, it's not a game for me. Like just, it, it, I'm not like trying to be the next Picasso, like, but I take it serious in a different way. Cause it's like my therapy. You know what I mean? It's like my, like my self-help, you know? And, um, well, let's backtrack. That's because, how I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. For you, it started with the music. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, kind of. I started painting really young. But yeah, for like, as far as putting myself out to the public, yeah, music for sure. That was your main channel for your voice. And yeah, what, yeah. Talk about the, the, when you picked up the paint and started hitting that seriously. Okay, so I had an incident happen to me, which I won't get into. Um, pretty crazy, wild and crazy incident happened to me, and it kind of it kind of messed me up, man. And um, uh, I, there's a lot of stuff I can get into that that's that's you know personal, 
but that one thing I can't get into exactly what happened to me. Um, but, uh, we could just say somebody tried to take my life and because of the way that it went down, it, uh, it, it shook me a little bit, you know what I mean? To tr towards trusting people towards, so I kind of introverted at that point and became like a, like a, a hermit, you know, I didn't want to, I, I, I developed a great level of anxiety from it. And, 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 and when, when was that? Um, I want to say like 2011, around the time I met you around that, you know, same time. Um, cause I hit it real hard and that's, that's why I hit it hard because I had all this bottled up stuff. So I basically, I had turned into an introvert. I, I had been, um, homeless, you know, on and off when you met me, I was virtually homeless then, you know, uh, uh, I would sleep in like my friend's cars or I'd sleep in like, they would like let me in a room of their house and like, you know, not let the roommates know or, you know, whatever they had to do to help me out. I had help, but ultimately for like seven years, give or take, I was pretty much homeless. Like my day to day was not guaranteed, you know, <laughs> wasn't taking care of myself, wasn't loving myself. And, um, it just became this thing. And I kind of got, you get stuck in that loop. Like, you know, it becomes a, it becomes a thing where you're just like, you believe that that's life. You think that, 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 uh, you, you think you start to believe the lies you're telling yourself. And, and I was one of those people and I found art to be relieving from all that crap that I had going on. And that like fixed me like instantaneously. I was like, Oh, this is it. Like I didn't have to search for like a thousand different things to do. I didn't try yoga. I didn't try, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't searching for a million different, it kind of found me. And I, I had been painting since I was like, 12 or 13 and i was dealing with trauma back then too because my, my mom unfortunately was addicted to drugs so i had you know th that kind of lifestyle growing up so i think between that having a hard time in school now i don't want to make this whole thing negative but i'm just i'm sharing my story but you know between that having a hard time in school it pushed me to paint because i was just like you know i and that's what really pushed me towards abstract art because abstract art you don't have to think you, you really it's just coming out of you it's like a flow state and um before i even knew what i was doing that's what i was doing and i i would watercolor and um and <laughs> and it just became this thing and um to answer your question in short basically i started as a child and picked it back up after some trauma in my adult life and uh from there it's it's been a blessing because I, I every time things get hard you would think since i'm a musician i would go back to writing music and i do sometimes but Nine times out of ten, if things get really stressful, I find myself at the at the paint palette, you know, and, and painting something. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question. I know it was kind of long. <laughs> it's good. So, talk about how per, how uh, how often do you paint? Are you? Um. I'm kind of a sporadic type of artist because I do abstract art. Uh, it's usually like, and I have kids now. So you know how working in between the kid routine, you know, we got to pick them up. We got to take them to gymnastics. We got to do this and that. And so working it throughout the rest of my schedule, I, I'm honestly like maybe 15, 20 minutes out the week. 
it's really, it doesn't take me any time to do what I'm doing. I just kind of do it. And uh, sometimes how I'll work is I'll take the piece, let it dry. Cause I have a lot of layers. I, that's kind of what people have, have pointed out, at least to me about my artwork. And, and so they'll, they'll kind of, you know, stack on top of each other. And so to get that effect, I have to let one layer dry and then go back on a, with another layer. So sometimes it's, it's prolonged throughout a course of a few days, you know, depending if I'm really in love with the piece and I want to just leave it alone. Sometimes I'll leave it alone, wait a night and over 24 hours, I've fallen in love with what I've already made and I don't want to add to it. You know, it just depends. It all depends. Do you find a parallel with what you do lyrically? Because hearing you describe that, that's a lot of what I would hear in your lyrics. It's what drew me to your music that you were making, that it was dense and heavy and just really... Layers. Yeah. 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 When I met Gonzo, that's what he said to me, and that, that'll that'll ring true if... Uh, it, Gonzo and... That, in, that, uh, that rings... Yeah. The, the graffiti guy? That's like the first words he ever spoke to me. I handed him a painting. I just I just gifted him a painting. I, we're at some big event, and everybody's running around doing the thing, and I didn't know him. I've been hearing a lot about him. I was like, I'm just going to give him some artwork. So I just showed up with artwork, and I was like, here. And he just looks at it and goes, layers. And from then on, not because he's Gonzo. Gonzo's great and all, but not it just ran, it, that, if so, so the people said that. So the, yeah, right? so the people listening um, – Gonzo is a graffiti artist in Houston, kind of one of the OGs of that scene. So yeah, uh, kind of what made me take it more seriously, of course. But then, you know, aside from that, if anyone at that period of time would have said that to me, it would have been like, oh, that's what I'm doing. It kind of put it together in my head. Like, that's what I'm actually doing is layering things, like giving them dimension, giving them depth and and you know, kind of, and I also paint with a knife. So it gives it a weird effect. Nothing I'm doing is brush. Like, uh, typically I'll do a little bit of brushing at like the base, like the background or whatever, but anything I'm adding on top, any details, always just a knife. And I'm not even kidding you. It's a $3 knife from Walmart. I bought years and years, like a $3 cheap stainless steel knife. And I literally just, you want me to show it to you? Yeah, this is interesting. You... Trust me. Just okay, one so second. You're not, go you're not going too far. <laughs> no, right here. It's like, where's he going? Okay. I'm back. So obviously the paint. This is pretty notorious to me because I've gotten used to the weight of this. And because it's heavy on the end of it, it gives, it, it's easy to, it turns into this little thing, right? And it's like weighted and it moves itself and all this cool stuff. And then the blades, like a Tonto blade or whatever you call that. So the way that I do this is, and, and I'm going to give away my secrets here, but I don't care because nobody's going to imitate this just, just the way I do it. I, I've mastered this with this $3 knife. So you take this and you let it run off the blade and it's just running off the blade. So like you're dipping in a lot of paint and, and, and basically the slower and faster you move the blade, the, the thinner and thicker the lines get. Like anybody can do this. Like if you're, if you're patient enough to sit there and make a line slow enough, anybody can do this anybody can do what i do but it's just having that patience of like okay now i need to move a little this way and then also i take other i just i mix the colors before i even go in or sometimes i'll throw the color down and then i'll mix the colors in there but i try to mix the colors because it gives it definition because if i just throw color and i don't throw anything to mix it like a black color or i'm not like uh i'm not your quintessential artist or whatever so like i can't necessarily say 
exactly what it's called what I'm doing, but I always have to have a darker color and a lighter color in what I'm doing for it to show up the proper way. Yeah, or it just looks weird, you know? It just looks like a bunch of different colors. Some people like the basic stuff I do, but most people are into the more kind of detailed version of what I do. So how have you been exhibiting? How do you show your um, artwork to the world? Man, this is interesting. So I, as you know, have not been on social media and took a, a big hiatus from all social media and washed my brain, man, for like, six or seven years now and um and basically I had given up on the idea of that because I was like you know I my music tends to get more attention than my artwork um for whatever the reason I think it's the culture I think you know hip-hop's very popular and and so it kind of overshadows everything whenever I tell people I'm a rapper also I'm a white rapper which for some reason in 2020 is still a thing and people still like, you know, you're a this rapper, you're that. Why can't we just, we're rappers, we rap. We're beastie Boys, like, come on, you know what I mean? You know, you know it doesn't matter. No, you're, it doesn't. You're, like I said, you're a lyricist. You're a good yeah, lyricist. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, and I'm not making it that. I'm just saying it's a, it's something that gets brought up, which is stupid. And um, so anyway, because of those facts and um, existential things I can't control, basically I end up, uh, only being able to show my art after people have heard me, right? So like they've heard my music, then they get interested, like, oh, he does art too. Let me, you know, look at that or whatever. But typically that's the order I find people uh, gravitating towards it, if they do at all. When I started doing this, like I said, there again, I did not do this to like put it into the public. I was never the intention. The intention's never been to like sell or anything. That's another thing. I'll never sell artwork for a set price. I want you to tell me what you think I should give or you should give me for the painting. I want you to decide the price. I want the customer to say, look, I want to donate this much to you for this painting. And that's how much I feel like it's worth. So people can place their own value to my artwork. And that's, that's an interesting flip on it. I feel because like, I don't feel right. I just am not that greedy. Like, I just don't feel, I don't feel right. Be like, it's $400. Like, it's just not, I, <laughs> I come from a, a music world where we're get, we're used to getting ripped off. You we're used we had Napster and hey, we're used to getting ripped off by the record labels and everything else. So yeah, so art's a little different and they're more kind, you know. You know, I, I, I like that. My um so when I first moved to North Texas, I was writing these articles about artists other artists and um the cool thing about freelance is a lot of the times you can control the things you're going to write about so i just pick people on instagram that were doing well yeah so uh adam padilla 13 his handle might have changed but he would make these cool drawings right and or and paintings and within seconds they're gone um, now his paintings were, I want to say priced between 25 and $50. Uh-huh. And so I asked him about that. Right. And he said, what I, my formula is blue collar pricing. Yeah. I want anyone to be able to afford my artwork. And that had an effect 
if you look yeah. at my pricing, small, I, I, I adopted it because I love that because I think yeah. everybody should have the opportunity to have a piece of go. my artwork if they want it. Right. Now, you know, if I'm going to work bigger, yeah, I'm going to charge more, but I, I, I like what you're saying. There's nothing wrong with your formula. If that's, especially, yeah, that's, you know, you, yeah, we, we control. I mean, I'm, I'm going to come out publicly and say it on here. Then I'm definitely sticking to it. And that's, um, that's been an idea of mine for a long time too. Also wanting to do 501c3 nonprofit work and do, um, philanthropy, you know, at some point I want a, a, a portion of my art proceeds to go towards something, um, maybe towards like drug, drug rehabilitation, prison reform, something like to that effect. And, um, I would love to do that too, as well, and make that, um, a big part of what I'm doing with the art at least. Um, that's but yeah, awesome. yeah, that's just uh, future goals, you know, and whoever's, uh, listening or sees this, that would like to, you know, potentially invest in the idea. That's, that's somebody, uh, that's something I'm always thinking about is, you know, it takes, it takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of brilliant minds to bring, a, bring about like a brilliant idea. You know what I mean? It's not, it's never just one person like, you know, Einstein didn't in, invent the bomb or do, you know, I'm, you know, whatever the scenario you want to think of alone, you know, they didn't put a man into space alone. They didn't, you know, none of these things, and typically it's somebody like you giving people exposure. So, you know, uh, I'm not afraid to, to say, Hey, if somebody wants to, you know, jump in behind any of the ideas that I have, I, I'm more, I'm open to it. You know what I mean? Like I love collaborating. I love, I, I don't care who it is. Like I, 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 from time to time will run into these like 13, 14 year old kids that hear me rap and want me to, you know, collaborate with them or like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, I never like think in my mind like, oh, I'm 33. Mm, no, like no way. Like you're, you know, you're here and I'm here. Like no, that's not how, you know, because I I was shown I got lucky. I got really lucky. Like because I was able to actually rap lyrics and not just make sounds, jump on auto tune and be corny. People gave me, and also I'm not having an identity crisis, right? Like, I would, I, know I would actually I love to hear you on auto tune. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need yeah. to do that just for grins, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I should <laughs> get with the times and jump on SoundCloud. Why not, man? But uh, oh man, yeah, yeah. So I, I uh, yeah, I don't remember what I was saying, but yeah. I'm exactly. sorry, I threw you off there. No, but. it's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> You're right. We need a little humor. I have a tendency to get a little serious, but yeah, for sure. Oh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. But it is important to laugh. I'll tell you that. It's yeah. gotten me this far. And yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to some this year, man, because I've, I've, unfortunately, I've had, you know, se several deaths uh, occur and, um, you know, some in the Sorry family and some. Yeah, it's been dicey, man, for this year, and with that, at least, and, um, well, let, you know. Let's go here. So just forcing, what, what's up? Let's talk about the positive. Um, yeah, for sure. You took a break from social media. Are you recently coming back on? Because I was surprised to yeah. hear from you. All yeah, right. I'm so back, what, um, what are you, um. What am I working on? So you're, so so you're, exp you're exploring social media as far as um, promoting yourself. How's yeah. that going? What uh, what are you what are you using 
as an artist to promote yourself? What's jumping okay. out at you? What looks confusing? Right. Um, yeah. So basically, <sighs> new to me is like the TikTok thing. I am completely, I, I don't even know, you know what I mean? And, and uh, see, I was a person that, I used to let uh, social media, I was a very insecure person when I had social media before. I was very insecure as a person. I needed constant confirmation and affirmation of who I was, had problems with that, right? And it took me being off for a long time to realize that. And so what I have cleared up with a friend earlier today, actually, too, is that it's taken me to this point in my life to get to where I feel comfortable enough where I can get on social media and I run my social media, my social media doesn't run me. You know what I mean? I'm not, you know, bell notifications go off, whatever, I'm whatever, you know what I mean? There's the phone, it's lighting up. In my brain, it does a different thing now. Like, it's not going, I gotta go check that. It's like, there's your phone, it's lighting the screen up. Are you stupid enough to, to burn yourself on bacon and, you know, whatever. So, um, that's a clear difference. Um, TikTok, I'm going to tell you, as a musician, yeah. musically, get on there. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, for sure, I need to. And I have a bunch of, yeah. And and just get on there, because you, you have nothing to be afraid of. You're yeah. awesome. I, so, dude, I really appreciate you. I really do. And um, I just, I'm coming different, man. I, I, I'm, I'm coming different. I'm 33 years old, you know, like. A lot of these rappers and you're a youngster, they're, they're man. Youngsters, man, and um, oh, haven't lived. I mean, any I'm life. saying you are a youngster. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But I'm gonna tell you, at 33, I've lived three lifetimes. Like, I, I I've lived a hard 33, right? So, and, and and yes, there's a million people that live a harder 33 years than I have. That's not what I'm trying to say at all, because there's little kids in Sudan that can't get water and all this stuff, right? That's there's, not a competition, man. Well, but is there some real stuff going on? So, like, even being homeless in America, you can go inside of a store and rob a toothbrush. There's not that store that exists on the corner over there that don't even exist to go do, you know, there's no truck stop bass, sink bass going on in Nigeria or wherever else. They're really struggling, really struggling. So I just not got that. I don't want to get that twisted. I don't want people to think that I think that I have some kind of victimization going on. I hate victim mentality. I hate that crap. I have so, missed you, but, brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Just, hey, but just, uh, this is what this yeah. is what they need. This is they okay. And right now, the reason I'm stepping back into the light and, and even agreeing to to do all this stuff is mainly my band. Um, I got a call from a graphic, an incredibly talented, uh, very well known um, graphic artist friend of mine that I've also been friends with for about the same amount of time I've been friends with you, maybe two, three years longer with him or whatever. But uh, I've known him for about the same amount of time. Also went through a long period of time without really hearing from him. Also really didn't like put myself out there. So is this John? Um, no, this is uh, my buddy Slade. Um, yeah. Uh, if, if anybody wants to look him up, he's, uh, under the riot, the, the witness page. Uh, but so basically, um, he calls me. He's like, dude, I have this crazy idea for this hybrid rock band. Like, and so of course I show up, I'm 100% hip hop. I have, I, I, I've grown up listening to, 
I mean, I went to Summer Sanitarium tour in 2005 or whatever it was. Like, you know, I grew up listening to Metallica. I grew up listening to like Megadeth and freaking uh then all the like all the hippie music because my, my my parents were like legit hippies like my my mom actually had a little fling with uh with uh willie nelson went on went on the road with the marshall tucker band my dad would party with zz top out in nacogdoches so my parents were hippies and they would show me that that hippie music so like moody uh moody blues and like um the crosby stills and nash the Beatles, of course, all the usual suspects from for that period of music too. And then my sister was uh, born in um, like the seventies, so she grew up in the eighties. So she showed me eighties music, right? Like Madonna showed to me, and like you know all these different you know early eighties music or um, late eighties music and stuff like that. Showing me I was growing up, I was born in eighty seven. Growing up listening to it on the radio, so um, all these things kind of bled into um my consciousness uh i think they all kind of come out in the music in, in one way or another whether it be like dark undertones and the lines being kind of like you know i'm not trying to compare myself to people but just people i've been influenced by like you know hearing like a uh a deep moody blues line like say a night to white satin there's like it's like poetry that whole song's poetry and that just that just it made my parents show me real music made me want to make real music and give that back to the world wanted to reciprocate what i was hearing and seeing and and what it was doing to me i mean i'm i'm in this volatile environment but at the same time i'm able to go in my room shut my door put my headphones on and you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm in the i'm in the ether yeah i didn't so, get to ask you before we started talking but if you have a track we could put it at the end of this and uh, people can give, yeah. can give it a listen so I do. I just got um, confirmation. Yeah. Make sure you listen to the track at the end. And yeah, for sure. I got We're to. Gonna... I think you, there's some snippets on uh, your Instagram. Yeah, that... there's a couple, yeah. and, and there's some visual art that goes along with that. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. Slade's put together some amazing little clips, and they're 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 short, but. They're supposed to be. There are promo clips. You know what I mean. We're not. We're not going to give them the big stuff yet. <laughs> it, it sounded awesome. So, Thank you know, you. back in the day, I remember watching some some videos you'd put together. You had some stuff on YouTube. Mm. Was that you filming or directing or? No, um, Johnny, man. So he's a Johnny, pivotal okay. part of this conversation, man. And I was waiting to get to him because he is such a big part of this conversation. So, so five five. 60- That's who we're talking about. Yeah, five five, five 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 productions. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I like so to call yeah, him John so, John. So Johnny, so Johnny, man. Okay, for those of you who don't know Johnny, or because he's kind of a behind the scenes type character, Johnny has the biggest heart of anyone I've ever met in my entire life, other than my own mother. Um, he was actually friends with my mom before she passed away. Um because he was the cable guy they came to our house and ended up he ended up going in my room when i was 16 years old i wasn't there i was at school and he came to do the cable and my mom struck up a conversation with him because when she went into my room she turned on the tv and bet was on and there's rap videos playing and he's like oh your son likes rap that's all it took so then they start talking he's like i like rap i have a studio i'm working on various projects so he gives my mom the number and uh and so uh she uh she tells me 
when I get home from school or wherever I'm at, and, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, mom. Like, you know, I'm a teenager, you know, whatever, mom. And uh, it's like a week goes by, I don't call him. You know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm already recording at another studio in Katy. I'm actually recording at two other studios already at like 16. Cause like when I first started picking up the pen, I got super lucky. I just ended up with studio time. Cause I, I knew two, three different people that just were doing it already. Um, you still live in Katy then? Do I? Am I still in Katy? No, I'm in Richmond now. I, I, I moved away from Katy for a good reason, but I didn't even get back to Johnny. Um, so um, at 16, I got kicked out of my house. And it was my own fault in hindsight, 100%, right? Be a stupid kid. Got kicked out of my house, ended up like homeless virtually. And um, me and Johnny had been talking and because I had gone over there one time. I, I eventually just uh, humbled myself enough to call this guy that I didn't know at the time. And, and I go to his house and there's a, I show up and there's a whole group of rappers, bro. There's a whole garage full of these guys, right? I'm 16 from the suburbs. Don't really have too much experience, like in the hood or being around people that are like into crime or anything like that. And not that Johnny was around that, but like, you know, these type of people would get into whatever activities they were getting into and then come to the studio to record, right? Because we were recording. And end up, I record and they're all like, holy crap, this, this dude, this kid just came and killed it, whatever. It's my first time recording, you know, recording at that studio. So from there, it was like an open door policy. He was like, yo, if you ever want to come back, you can come back. I'm not going to charge you. I charge everybody else, but I want to do a project with you. Like he saw something. He definitely saw something like, you know, and um, I'm so lucky for that because he put me on this pedestal that like I wouldn't have been able to ever do. I didn't have the amount of self-esteem. I couldn't, you know, have done it. He, he talked me into getting on stage with the executioner spinning behind me at the Dub Car Show with like 3,000 people in the crowd. And I was like 16, you know, 17 years old. Yeah. And um, but anyway, long story about Johnny, but basically to sum it up and condense it, he took me in. And uh, he had his whole family living with him. And, you know, I have a family now, and there's no way in hell I would have took me in. <laughs> so I have to give it to the guy. The guy, like, I mean, oh, my God, you know, get beyond the couch to sleep on. Like, yo, here's food. I'm going to look out for you. Here's studio time. I didn't have a job. I didn't ever – I was never good at working. I'm still kind of crappy at working. You know what I'm saying? And it, as artists typically are. So we well, that's why you make you make your artwork, you make your passion, your work. It is. Yeah, 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 uh, for sure. That's. But um, it took me a long time to get to there. But uh, yeah. well, good. At the time, I'm being. A I'm glad you're kid. here. I was trying to. I'm, I'm working within the time frame and in the in the in context of what I'm saying. So I was yeah. a stupid kid, bro. I was. I was not a, yet an artist at all. Like, and if if I was doing anything, it was for attention. It was to get the attention that I was neglected in high school because I messed my back up when I was twelve and I couldn't like be a sports guy or a cool guy. You know what I'm saying? I had to, I had to compensate, and it, it initially started as that. I have a passion for music. I grew up on amazing music, like I was telling you. But initially, this was an ego thing, like 100%. And I'll be honest, you know. So how long's the band been together? Dude, um, a year. 
want to say year, okay. year and a half. And um, we got a whole album recorded. We're about to drop on y'all in December. Um, possibly January. We're, we're working within some different things. We got shows coming up. Um, BFE Rock Club, um, I believe January 1st. Um, I'll try to get you some info on that. So possibly we can get that on there. Um, but uh, yeah, basically got with them. Slade called me. So to get back to that point, Slade called me and was like, yo, come do this hybrid band. And I got in there not knowing what the hell I was going to do. I brought rap lyrics to stuff I already had done. Right. Because when I write, I write to three or four different beats. One verse can be three or four different songs while I write the verse. I'm like super bipolar thought process. Like, super sporadic thought process like the moment i'm not feeling the beat anymore it changes and i'm just going i don't care if the cadence is changing okay i'm, I'm moving with the beat i'm going to change with the cadence that i changed it to and those first few bars will have to just sit somewhere so i by by doing that or whatever um i started to kind of realize that um it, it, there was a, a process to it. There's a, it's just much like art. Like, you know, you have a, a routine, it's a routine. And, um, and so I kind of adapted, I kind of did with the band, I adapted and, um, I got in there and, and, and delivered some really, uh, I think wholesome content when it comes to like, if you're looking for your meat and potatoes, if you want to get, if, if you want to listen to something and not just be mindless, you know what I mean? I slipped that in there. I'm not, you know, it may, what I'm doing on the surface may seem very commercial. It may sound very commercial, but if you invest the time to listen to the words that I'm saying, you're going to get something. It's always going to have something to, to pay you back, to reciprocate, you know? And um, that's what I tried to do. So I just kind of slipped in and did witty, you know, lyrical stuff on a rock band. And it came out like this, like, weird thing and we, we're all just like because because our our singer is a pop singer he he our singer jeremy is a a, a pop singer um our bassist is actually a guitarist um our drummer is from he has he has his own track record he's amazing in his own right um but we're all, all like kind of conforming to this idea more or less and which is very neat and it's creating completely new and interesting things you know which is it's cool. it's cool to create a sound instead of just go make the same rap. but as a rapper it's it's awesome because i get to get exploratory and that's what i wanted to do anyway and i think a lot of what you'll find come out of me in the next few years uh as i gain control over my own projects and do my own little things is a lot of 80s influences a lot of 60s postmodernism, a lot of like a lot of like you know things that i've heard, seen, things that influenced me will come out in my music. And, and so this is just one avenue is what I'm trying to say ultimately is like the rock music is just one avenue. Um, I have a heart for all types of music. And for that reason, also, since we're, we're putting this out to the public, anyone that wants to collaborate with me, hit my inbox. I don't care what status level you are. I don't care if you have a blue check mark by your name. I don't care. I just want to work on music and be creative and get in a creative mindset and work on different types of music. And that's not limited to rock. That's not limited to rap, hip, you know, jazz, anything, I, anything. I'll find a way to take my lyrics and my, my flows and my raps and adapt them to whatever type of music that you want to make with me. And we can make something new, completely new. And, um, 
yeah. So I want to extend that too, because that's what I'm trying to do. Since I've gotten back on social media, that's exactly what I'm trying to do is just tap in with other creators, other creative minds, and let's, um, let's make something together and see what happens, you know? I dig it. I, lo yeah. I love what I'm hearing. So. Yes, sir. Man. Yes, sir. How have you been? Because I'm the type to interview the interviewer, and I will ask you, how have you been? Well, like I said, this is a conversation, so it's all fair. <laughs> okay, good. I'm good, you know. Um, hit the paint heavy. I paint every you day. You are hitting it heavy, man. I mark it every it day. I find ways to do new things, and this is one of them. I, um, these are conversations we would have anyway upon seeing each other. For sure. I figured let's, let's broadcast it and yeah. give other people things to think about within their own creativity. That's really important to me. Um, yeah. Kill your ego. Kill your ego. Tell, that's the message I want to get out to everyone is kill, well, murder that ego. The thing is, as an artist, as creator, you need an ego. It yeah. takes audacity to, an audacity to, if I. It does. Everybody says that. If I put, I, if I put my mark all over this paper and I say, hey, I want you to buy this. That's some gall, man. You've got groceries. You've got whatever to take care of. Right, right. And here I am saying, hey, pay me uh, for expressing myself. Yeah, that takes exactly. ego. You can yeah. have ego. Just be humble. Yeah. Res so I tell respect. Them, give me what you want to give me. Respect. <laughs> respect. Uh, respect others, and you know we're good, man. Yeah, but no, I I really want to communicate that I, I respect what you said, but to my message to other artists would be kill your fucking ego, kill it, just murder it, just just well, get rid of it. All right. Explain what, what that. What comes out more. is good, man, because what comes out is good. And we all have, yeah, like ego's necessary because, like, that's what gives us identity. That's what, that's how we can identify as a person. Like, at, at the root core, an ego is like what makes us human, sort of. But, um, it's the me. I don't identify, I don't identify with what it does to people. And, uh, I think, okay, if well, we're more I mean, yeah, let, let's, we're more let's... in tune, more in tune with it. I think that you can control it better if you're more in tune with it or just, just being aware, speaking about it. It's like a ghost. You know what I'm saying? You talk about it. They show up. Woo. Well, let's, let's define what you're calling ego. Okay. What are you defining that as? So what is it we're um, murdering? Yeah. I, I had to go through a few different experiences, um, with, uh, uh, psychedelics and different, different things like that to, to realize um, and I can't, it's hard to explain to someone that maybe hasn't had some of those experiences, um, for like a viewer or something like that. But, um, that, uh, killed whatever in my mind was an ego It's basically something, something driving me to be, uh, your, your, your soul isn't your ego. That's the best way for me to describe it. Your soul and your ego is different. They're both inside of you. You can like, you can like reveal both of them. You can wear both of them on your sleeve. Like some people don't mind showing their ego off. You got like, look at the president, bro. Like, you know, there's a million people that show their ego off all the time. Um, and they're not looked down upon necessarily, but like, 
I'm talking about more of a um, case by case basis, like a, on a personal level, people should check their ego more often, especially in this culture and society where we're overindulging in everything, like in every single way we're overindulging. Well, and it sounds like what you're describing is narcissism. A bit. Ha having, because a bit. You, you should have pride in yourself. But it, it's, when it it's, becomes it's damaging, but, but but I'm saying like it's more it's more uh, overwhelming than narcissism. You can you can be like an ego can't be stopped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like uh, I can't think of any good examples of where an ego was at the wheel and things turned out good. Um, typically, when we're left to our own devices and our own ideas, we do what's selfish. So, and that's what you're talking about is selfishness. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so kill not that. necessarily narcissism, but yeah, like, so yeah, anyway, okay. but th that's my, my message to other artists in saying that it's not a negative thing. It's just, it's, it's to get, it's to make you think. Yeah, absolutely. Think about it. Like, think about it. Am I being an asshole? Like, think about that all the time and check yourself on that all the time and you'll stop being an asshole. Like, for real. And a lot of us artists are assholes, man. We walk around just like you said, trying to pander money off people, and you know all these little lowball, lowbrow activity. It's like, come on, man, you know. So, yeah, I I just want people to. Uh, well, you just want people to be good people. That's fair. Kind of, kind of, because there's necessary evils as well. I'm not necessarily asking anything of anybody. I just really want people to check themselves. Because we're in a time where we don't do that enough. Because we're, because we're, because we're doing this. Because we're looking at this, this, this six-inch screen, right? Because we're looking at that. Honestly, we don't have time to even think about ourselves. We're just constantly just in. And I'm talking about other people. I, I have kids. You have kids. I'm sure. You know, we're not uh, necessarily signed on to it that hardcore, but there are a lot of people that are. And I find it in the youth. I find it in a lot of the kids. Like the younger kids are man, they're on these tablets and they're on these phones and they're on these games. And, and it's, yeah, it's a, it's an evolution and stuff like that, but there's certain things that like we're meant to do and not meant to do. And a bright screen in front of your face right before you go to sleep is not natural. Like, you know, being in the woods and camping and hearing birds around you is natural. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's not natural, like but it's the reality of, what the world is moving to i don't i see that i don't i don't, I don't see it, it. <laughs> i don't see it as negative i mean it's allowed you and i to connect after Talk eight right years now, right. you've been mia it's, it's on a me cheat code it's a cheat code man everybody hey, can jump in the game well otherwise honestly. otherwise we wouldn't be talking and Maybe. i love this conversation i love it too because because it's it's because because we're able to talk about multiple things in one subject because you're, because your brain thinks similar. And I think in some conversations with people, they're like, what? Like I lose them. I sound like a rambling idiot or something, you know? No, <laughs> For real though. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I just, uh, I love technology. That's not what I'm saying at all. I, I just, uh, I hate what it does there again. Like, like the ego, like, yes, necessary, yes, but I hate what it does. Maybe some of the actions that people are taking with the, with the skill set they have isn't the best, you know.
I'm going to point this out because those listening can't see, but Matt came into this interview standing. Uh, he's just yeah. a full-blooded lyricist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I'm going to talk, I'll be up there. I'll be podium style. I'm getting ready, man. He's got, Politics is next, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Got, uh, yeah, man. He's ready to to drop some knowledge on us. I love it. <laughs> hey, I just really want to have a conversation with you because I'm going to tell the story. I don't know if, if people probably don't know this story. Of course not. But Serge, how I met you, man. Um, through Johnny, of course. But um, the memory High I five. have of you... <laughs> Memory, memory I have of you is, is legit, bro. Super solid, super solid guy from the jump. When I met Serge, Serge picked me up and didn't know me from Joe there in the corner. You know what I mean? I was a nobody. He didn't know me. Picks me up, drives me across town, picks up a bike, puts it in the trunk of his car, I'm like, yo, bro, I'll ride the bike wherever I got to go. Like, no, no, we got, we puts the bike in his car, takes me to a uh, five guys and buys me lunch and dinner or whatever. And I'm tripping out. Cause I don't, I'm, I don't know this level of kindness. I'm, I'm used around. I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is, this is different. This guy's different, completely different. And then, you know, gets my number. We'd have been cool, whatever. Then shows up later in life and does this huge piece on me with Dex and at least locally made me famous. Like at least locally oh. people in Katy, uh, Mesa road area, whatever. Cause, cause of not just me, cause of some of the other people as well in there, I'm sure they were inquiring at the interview cause they were in it, you know what I'm saying? Or knew somebody, but it was something to talk about in Katy for a little while, you know? And, um, I had no idea. So, you know, yeah, we, so I have, I dude, believe it or not, I get asked about that, that interview a lot more than, especially when Dex made it to where people couldn't just see it when you went on the page, you know what I'm saying? Because people would watch it all the time. And then when they have to log in, they have to pay for it, it's different. So, so what, so what he's referencing is, uh, that video magazine, Dexter Bayek still runs that, but yeah, yeah, back in the day, um, this was, I was still doing photography and yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I definitely wanted to feature you and it was, it was cool. I, I, um, it's funny cause you tell that story, but I don't, I didn't remember as much detail, but yeah, <laughs> it's incredible too. Cause I have a burnt up brain The the things that I can manage to remember are sporadic as well. I just, like I said, I, um, when, when other creatives, they have that spark. You definitely have a spark. And, um, no, I appreciate you know, just, it. Thank you. Just, uh, interacting. Like, I, like I said, I love this conversation because yeah. you, you, you have all this energy and, you know, it, it's good that you are finding different modes to express it and you're reaching out again. And I, have I love to. it, man. Yeah. I have to. Because if I don't, I'm not good to myself. I'm, I'm just not. I, that's what I find the most. It's, it's the reason that I'm back creating. It's the reason that I took a year and made a project with the rock group. It's the reason that I'm, you know, as of lately started a business where, you know, I'm trying to basically be a party coordinator. And um, uh, I have, 
several things that I've just up and started, but a few things that I had going that I just kicked back off because I have to, man. And, and losing my sister, I lost my sister back in July. Um, yeah, it was a double whammy. So I, I my sister and my brother-in-law, um, I won't really get into the details, but, um, so when that happened, I, it broke my brain, you know, like it broke my brain again. Like I, I, I literally felt like I got like hit upside the head with something. And I've had that feeling before been like, okay, you like, it's a pivotal moment where you can decide to let things impact you in a negative light or a, or a positive way. You know, like it's, it's literally like a flash of, of a second that, that, that decision in your mind happens. And usually it happens without you being aware of it. And for whatever the reason, I was conscious of the thought and I had a thought to go one way and I thought to go another way. I had 90% of people thinking I was going to go this way because every time in my life I've ever had something serious happen, I go this way. And I was like, I'm going to try this way this time. And I went that way and it's been beautiful. It's been absolutely beautiful. Um, I'm, I'm happier than I ever have been in life period, even through the losses and through the pain of things because of my, um, because of the hope that I've created in my mind for my life and the rest of my life. I now, I now feel like it's worth sharing more of myself than, you know, cause my, my, uh, my goals were different back then. I was, I was egotistical. I was about myself. I wanted to show people stuff. I had something to prove this, that, or the other. Now it's, it's my therapy, you know, 100%. It's my therapy. Did I lose you for a second? Oh, you're, you're okay. Okay. Hey man, I am, like I said, I love what I'm hearing. I'm fortunate to have some of your visual pieces in my home. I'm eager to see. I love the new energy. I definitely want to have you back here. I want sure. to hear about the progress. Back, I want to see all the new things you're doing, man. Um, sure. You're brilliant. You're one of my favorite artists. So. <laughs> Same, man. Same. Keep at I it. love your art, man. It, I love the painting. is is brilliant. I, I I get on your Instagram. I look through. I mean, I enjoy it as much as somebody that would not know you, you know, I'm like, Oh man, that's cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, cool, man. Likewise. So yeah, keep it up. Thank you for coming on, dude. So stay tuned. We're going to, uh, play a song at the end. For sure. Tell, tell the people where they can find you. How do okay, we get in so, touch with you? Well, right now we're in the, in the process of formulating everything. So right now, if you type in right, the witness, into like Instagram or Facebook or even um, I think we're getting a few little promo videos up on YouTube and stuff, but we're about to drop. We're going to drop an EP um, and that's coming out soon. So we'll have like a big release date and, you know, a formal drop. But uh, for now, uh, if y'all want to catch a snippet of what we're doing and stuff like that, or kind of get a, a general idea of what it sounds like. Yeah. If you, if you visit our Instagram, so if you just go up into Instagram, type riot, the witness, and, um, you can look, I post things from time to time. Um, 
but yeah, December, January time, be looking out because we, we got, we have a uh, 12 or 13 song album coming out, you know, and so it's, it's, it's good stuff, man. I love it, man. I'll see you next time. All right. I really appreciate you, brother. All right, sir. All right. Peace. Bebop. We're sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time.